The title of what I'm sharing with you today is quite simply faith for the year. Faith for the year. I do believe that God is going to speak to hearts today. Would you please turn so long to Deuteronomy 31. Deuteronomy chapter 31. We'll get there in a few moments time. And as you are turning there, by way of introduction, I want to say the following. Listen carefully. I believe that God wants to, listen here, encourage our hearts today. How many of you would love your heart to be encouraged? Also believe that he wants our faith to be built up today. And through focusing on the word of God this morning, I believe that's going to happen. He wants our faith to be built up as we face the new year ahead. Now, let's just be honest for a moment. Uh, I hope you were being honest earlier on as well. But sometimes it can be quite daunting to enter into a new year. Let's just be real. Come on. You've got a new year facing, facing you, ahead of you, and it can actually be quite daunting. Some people are more buoyant. Some people struggle tremendously. Some people are somewhere in the middle. But it can be quite daunting because you say, well, what will happen? What can we expect in this year? How will things go? But the Lord wants to bring confidence and reassurance into our hearts. He wants to steady your heart this morning. Something that just, as I was preparing, I thought of is at the start of last year, one of my team was visiting one of our life groups. We have uh, lots of life groups in the church and one of the team was visiting one of these groups and afterwards the men were chatting together in the group and this team member of mine became aware of in the discussion, there was a lot of anxiety coming out. A lot of anxiety for the year as they were just chit-chatting afterwards. And these are good men of God, mature men of God, but still there were these elements of like, I'm worried about this, I'm so concerned about my business, anxiety. And you know what, anxiety is not common these days, is, is, is not uncommon these days. However, listen, we need to choose faith over fear. Right now, as you're listening to this message this morning, you need to choose faith over fear. And not just today, but tomorrow and the days ahead and the weeks ahead. This is something that in our hearts, we have to purpose that I'm going to be a person that chooses faith in the Lord. I will choose faith in God. Once again, the Lord wants to bring confidence and reassurance into our hearts today. He wants to steady our hearts as we enter the year. Can I get an Amen. Now, I'd like to share four points with you today. I'm going to spend more time on point one and two. Three and four is a little bit more brief. And these points are declarations of faith. So yeah, they're a point making a statement, but it's, it's also a declaration. And I believe that these are wonderful declarations that we can make as we move into 2024. So number one, here it is. I am not alone in this. 
Won't you just let that sink in for a little bit? I am not alone in, the, in this. In, what are you talking about in this, in terms of what lies ahead, in terms of the future, in terms of what's gonna happen this year? I am not alone in this. Please say this out aloud with me. I am not alone in this. This is what God's word tells us. Now, the enemy of your soul wants you to feel isolated. He wants you to feel alone. The enemy wants to cause feelings of disconnection. He wants you to have this feeling of, I'm all by myself. You know how the song goes, all by myself. The enemy wants you to feel like that. Maybe you can relate to that this morning. Perhaps there's moments since the start of the year and anticipating coming into this year where you felt all alone, all by yourself. But on the other hand, the good news is the shepherd of our souls who cares for us so beautifully, he wants you to know his companionship. He wants you to know his support. And so God is wanting you to experience connectedness. In other words, I'm not alone. I'm connected. There's connectedness. God wants you to know his company. He wants you to know togetherness with him and support and care from him. He wants you to know fellowship with him. He wants you to know friendship with him. He wants you to know the communion of the Holy Spirit. He wants you to know that I am not alone in this. And look at Deuteronomy 31 verse 6. I asked you to turn there a few moments ago. Deuteronomy 31, verse six. And this is a word that here Moses is speaking. Moses is speaking on behalf of God. He's talking to the children of Israel. In particular, he's talking to Joshua. And now let this word speak to you. Here we go. Moses says, be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them for the Lord. It's always about the Lord. <laughs> for the Lord your God. Here we go. He is the one who goes with you. He is the one who goes with you. I am not alone in this. He is the one who goes with you. Holy Spirit, please minister that to us afresh. He is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. This is a verse which you might want to consider putting up in your home. It's good as believers to have some scriptures up in our home. Maybe you want to put it on the mirror or put it on the fridge. Maybe you want to do it as your lock screen, something like that on your mobile device. And so let's put up the scriptures of the word of God. But notice the phrase, he is the one who goes with you. So a little bit of a reality check. Here's the reality check. Are you alone as you face this year? No. In fact, that is a lie. The enemy tries to come and tell you, you're alone. You're without support. 
It's just you and you've got to now try to push through all by your own strength. I want to tell you that is a lie. And as believers, I believe we need to say this statement more often. I don't have time for lies. Sorry. <laughs> you know, the devil is the father of lies. He's always spewing out all sorts of junk. And sometimes we are taking too much time entertaining or thinking or partially thinking about these things. And we need to get to the point where we say, I don't have time for lies. Get behind me, Satan. Footsack your fresh like a dung man. That's Greek for get away, you terrible thing. Now, sometimes we've got to get a little bit of fight. Come on, we've got to get a little bit of a fight. And we've got to say, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of believing lies. I'm not going to believe lies. I am not alone in this. My God is with you. So here's the truth. You are not alone. I want to tell you today, you are with God. And God is with you. So God is with you. Please tell the person next to you, God is with you. And that's the truth. Do you know? In fact, God is more with you than your spouse. God is more with you than your closest friend could ever be because he is the friend that sticks closer than a brother and nothing will ever be able to separate you from his presence and his love. Nothing can separate you from God. And so you need to be aware of the fact, not only the fact, of the truth that he is with you. Listen to the statement Feelings of aloneness will lead to despair. But feelings of connectedness will lead to hope and confidence. And so as we, through taking what the Word of God says, and we become a, 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 more aware of our connectedness in God, and that He is with us, it produces hope, and it produces confidence. That's why we're talking about this today. Produces hope. And it produces confidence. You see, don't let these words, God is with you, become a cliche. Yeah, you might have heard those words so many times in the course of your life that eventually, you know, you just hear them and they just go over your head. Come on, let the word of God be ministered to you afresh today that when God says that he is with you, let those words touch you afresh because they are power and they are life and they are spirit and they make a difference as we receive them into our hearts. You're not alone, God is with you. Wow. Do you know this, that the God who made the mountains, these amazing mountains in this world is with you. The God who made the stars, the God who stretched out the heavens is with you. The God who created the waves and the ocean. Some of you got to experience the waves and the ocean this December. The God who made that. And you know how you stand there and you think, how do these waves just keep on going? I don't know. It's still a mystery to me. Yeah, I know there's scientific explanations, but it's still a mystery. It still blows my mind. The God who made the sea, made the oceans, is the God who is with you. And the God who rose from the dead is the God who is with you. Can somebody say hallelujah? Now, the context of Deuteronomy 39, which is what we have read, is the following. So Moses was about to die. According to the passage, it indicates that Moses was 130 years old. And it's interesting that God told him that 
not too long from now, you're gonna pass away. I thought that's quite something when God actually says, uh, it's, it's not too long now. But anyhow, so God lets Moses know he's not gonna be around for too much longer. Moses is 120 years old, and now Joshua is gonna lead God's people over the Jordan River, and they're about to enter into a new season. This is a season of possessing of the promised land. You know what? It must have been quite intimidating for Joshua. (laughs) He's now got the job. Maybe he didn't even ask for the job, but he's got the job. Must have been quite intimidating. But God reassured Joshua, and he said, Joshua, I'm going to be with you. This is beautiful. I'm gonna be with you, what a reassurance. And today, child of God, I can tell you, beyond a shadow of a doubt, God is reassuring you today that he is with you. Like he said to Joshua, he's saying to you today, I will be with you. And you know what? There is a promised land that you have to possess. Some people are blissfully unaware that God is taking them very intentionally into things and purposes and destiny and things to fulfill. And I wanna tell you that there's a promised land that God is wanting you to fulfill, uh, enter into and take possession of. And what you need to do is you just need to say, yes, God, I believe that you are with me because God is reassuring you. He says, don't be worried about the giants. Don't be worried about the things that are coming. He says, what you need to be focused on is that I am with you. In Deuteronomy 31 verse six, it says, God is the one who goes with you. Can we just believe God's word? Can we just believe God? God is the one who goes. And in this year ahead, God is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Just a little side note here. I was thinking about Joshua. He had always been used to the presence of Moses in this whole journey coming out of Egypt and then into the wilderness and they were gonna be heading into the promised land. So Joshua had been very comfortable with the presence of Moses. I mean, Moses was this legendary leader, like, ooh, Moses, you know? He puts his rod in the sea and like, you know, stuff happens. He was an amazing figure regarded by the people. And now, Joshua discovers that, oh shucks, Moses is gonna pass away. This must be really hard for Joshua as he contemplates this, but here is the wonderful thing. God was saying, listen, Joshua, even though Moses is no longer gonna go with you, I wanna reassure you that I, the Lord your God, I myself will personally go with you and my presence is so much greater than Moses' presence being with you. Yeah, Moses was wonderful. He was my servant, I used him. But don't fret because I've got a better plan. I myself am going with you to possess the land. Praise the Lord. Joshua 1 verse five says, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. The scripture is very powerful for us. As a family, I'll tell you what, on the 5th of July, 1997, is the day that my dad graduated to heaven. It was at the start of a march for Jesus downtown. 
About 20,000 people were gathered, and at the start of this march for Jesus, my dad just collapsed, and he passed away from heart failure. He was only 57 years of age, and it was really, it sent us spinning in terms of, you know, what's going to happen, and how's this all going to be, but my dad had graduated to glory, and that was that. It was a Saturday morning, and later that day, maybe about, I don't know, one o'clock, two o'clock, next thing there's a, doc at, a knock at the door, and there's two or three pastors, and one of them is Dr. Michael Cassidy. Some of you may know him. He's an apostolic figure, a man of God, and we honor him. And by the way, uh, Brother Michael Cassidy, if you get to hear this, we just want to say that we honor you as a, a wonderful, honorable man of God. You've led African enterprise for so many years, impacted so many souls. Can we put our hands together for Michael Cassidy? Well regarded. Well regarded man of God. And so here he comes, walks into my mom's home. And as the family, we gather around and we sit down in the lounge and he takes out of his pocket here this tiniest little Bible. I don't even know how you read those Bibles. You know, they're so tiny. And he opens it up and he reads the following. He says, I have a word from the Lord for you as a family. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. As I was with Moses, so I will. As I was with Ed, as I was with Pastor Ed Rabin, so I will be with you. And I can testify today that God is not a man that he should lie. He is faithful to his promise, and he has been with us. Come on, give the Lord a hand of praise. Come on. And so one of the main things in that crisis time that we were going through is God wanted to let us know. He said, I'm with you. I'm with you. Here's another beautiful promise still under this point, uh, indicating that we are not alone. It says in Isaiah 43, verse 1 to 3, it says, God speaking to you, fear not. Receive this personally, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. Can you see the personal nature of God speaking? You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be, and then these two words, with you. Please say that, with you. Say it a little louder, with you. This is the most important words, these two, in this few verses. God's saying, I'll be with you. God's not saying that there will not be any waters, but God says, listen, in this year, as there may be waters, God says, I'll be with you. I'm gonna bring you through. I'm gonna bring you through on top. I'll be with you through the waters. They shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. And I wanna say to you, believe these words from God, child of God, because they are the words of the most high God. You don't get more authoritative words than these words. Please say this after me out aloud. I am not alone in this. God is with me. Amen. Number two, God is going before me to prepare the way. We 
Would you say this with me? God is going before me to prepare the way. Do you believe that? Now, two verses later, I hope you've still got Deuteronomy 31 verse uh, 6 open, but now two verses later in verse 8 in the NIV, it says, the Lord himself, and here it is, goes before you and will be with you. Yes, we've seen the with you aspect in the first point, and now this is saying that God goes before you. I find that to be a beautiful phrase. God goes before you, God goes before you, God goes before you. Child of God, it's good news. God is going before you. The NLT puts it as follows. It says, the Lord will personally go ahead of you. Now, one of the questions is, well, why? Why does God go ahead of us? And quite simply, the answer is, he goes to prepare the way. He's not just you know, wanting just to take a walk out ahead of now. No, God goes before you to prepare the way. If you think of John the Baptist, why did John the Baptist go ahead of Jesus? The Bible's clear. He went to prepare the way. Now, in terms of this, what is the significance? I ask you, what is the significance of God going before us? Here is the significance. Listen. It means that we can actually worry less. <laughs> can somebody just take a breath and, and breathe out? Because if God is assuring us of this, <laughs> He's assuring us that He is going before us, it tells us that we can actually worry less. And isn't that good news, child of God? Amen? It is good news. Let me tell you a little story. So myself and my sons, Jason and Michael, it was a bunch of years ago. They were about 10 or 12 years of age. And we decided we're going to go on an adventure. So we're down in the Eastern Cape. We're on the farm down there. And so at that point in time, Bear Grylls had, there'd been a lot of Bear Grylls um, programs on TV. How many of you think Bear Grylls is cool? I mean, he's totally cool. He's totally cool. And, when, and uh, Bear Grylls, when he does stuff, and then other people do stuff as well that he shows them how to do. He says, hey, respect, man, respect. Anyhow, so I like Bear Grylls. And by the way, he loves the Lord. He's one of the uh, ambassadors of the Alpha Course. He loves Jesus. So he's got all these programs. He does crazy things. In the middle of the desert, he's sleeping in the carcass of an elephant. And then he's squeezing cow dung and drinking it. Now, let me not go into too much detail right now. But he does lots of crazy things and his adventure stuff. So we decided, hey. We're going to go on our little mini adventure, Dad, Jason, and Michael. So we got ready. We got our cargo pants on. We got the tackies on. We got the pocket knives, hey? The pocket knives in the, and we, we got a rope. I, I didn't have a climbing rope, so I got a nice nylon tow rope. But hey, the, 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 the idea counts. And so we decided, okay, well, we're going to go up the river and cross over the river. It's not very wide. It's rocks that you can cross over it. But there is um, a big cliff of boulders, big chunky boulders, one on top of the other. And it is pretty high. It could be about 17 or 18 meters high. And here I've got my young boys and I decide that nah, this is adventure time. We're going to do it. Ooh, oh, boy stuff. And so I decided, well, I better just 
kind of go ahead and climb up this boulder and pass this boulder and pass that boulder and, and, and then, you know, break off a little twig and so on and then tie the rope. And then I'm saying, okay, Jason and Michael, follow where dad went, okay, grab the rope, come, come past here. And they, they actually seemed to get up quite quickly. I wasn't sure if it was the rope was more for me or anything else, but anyhow. So, uh, anyhow, so I helped them get to the first ledge. The next ledge was a little bit more difficult. It overhung a little bit more. And next thing, I'm going ahead, I'm clearing the way, moving some stuff, tying the rope again. And we got right to the top successfully without any tears. I think that's an accomplishment. And then we got right on to the very high point where the neighbor's farm is above this cliff area. We are going through the cows, and uh, he's got stacks of cows. Then we're going through uh, a whole bushy area which goes steep down into the dunes, and then we ended up on the beach. And so we had a real jaw. But here, in terms of myself, I went before my boys, and I cleared the way. I secured the rope, etc. But listen, that is what God does for you. He goes ahead of you, and He clears the way before you. He does that. He's your father. How much more than me as an earthly father doing that for my kids? Because God is concerned about the way ahead of you. He wants to help you. He wants to help you navigate along the way. And so God does that. He goes before you and he prepares the way. And by the way, as we navigate the path of life, God is already 50 steps ahead. He is the one who always goes before us. Can I say, can you get an amen to that one? He goes before us. If you are facing a mountain, he has already climbed it. If you face uncertainty, child of God, God has already anticipated and taken steps with regard to that uncertainty. He is always preparing the way before us. And there's this old song which made me think of God preparing the path before us. And it says, he sets straight paths before my feet and his banner over me is love. He sets straight paths before my feet. His banner over his love. By the way, does anybody know that song? Please, just a couple of hands. Don't make me feel lonely up here. <laughs> he sets straight paths before my feet. His banner over me is love. Now, Deuteronomy 1 verse 30 says, The Lord your God who goes before you, all right, we've seen this aspect of go before you. Then it adds, will himself fight for you. Would you say the word fight? So the Lord God is going ahead because he's going ahead of us to fight battles. He's going ahead of us to destroy the enemy. Listen, the truth is, child of God, there are battles that you will actually never, ever know about because God has gone ahead of you. He's fought those battles. He's cleared those obstacles in front of you, and he has already fought them on your behalf. Praise God. He goes ahead, but also to fight the battles. Now, can I tell you one more story? Okay, both the three of you want that. <laughs> one more story. Let me tell you this. So here uh, in December now, we were also on the farm, and we were walking away from the house, and we were about, I don't know, 80, 60, 80, 90 meters away from the house, and there's a section. It's not lawn, but it's like grass that the tractor cuts once in a while, so uh, I'm walking together with Mandri and Michael and his girlfriend, Danita, 
And so we're walking along, we're going to take a walk on the farm, and uh, nobody else saw it, but I saw about, I don't know, maybe seven, eight, ten meters ahead, I saw quite a large snake going, sh- 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 cruising along there. Oh boy. So I said to everybody immediately, stop, 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 you know. And uh, it turned out it was a night adder, and uh, he, was, he was a fair-sized guy. I'd say he was probably around about a meter long, a real puffy chap. And so I saw this, and what did I do? I had to, uh, I'm the man of the house now, I've got to do something about it. And so, well, it was quite simple. I, I went up to the snake, and I went from behind, and I just picked him up by the tail, and then I flung him around like this, and then I threw him over there. Yeah, yeah. Fatsu. And uh, I did learn, learn that on a Harrison Ford movie, you know. Don't you believe me? I'm a pastor. <laughs> Help me, Jesus. No, let me just tell you, I'm not going to tell you what I did with the snake. But I took care of the danger. I'm not going to tell you what I did. Like my uncle would say, listen, between you, me, and these four walls, we're not saying anything, you know. But I took care of the snake and took care of the danger. And then we went and we walked ahead. But listen, that is what God does. He goes ahead and he takes care of the danger. Come on, put your hands together. He is our Father. He takes care of the danger, and I cleared the way for my family, and God is clearing the way for you in this year ahead. Isaiah 52, verse 12, just one little thing under this point number two. Listen to this. It says, Isaiah 52, 12, for the Lord will go before you, okay, we've discovered that, and the God of Israel, listen to this, will be your rear God, God in, so not only does God go ahead of us to clear the way, but the amazing thing, he even guards us from behind. It says in, I think, 1 Psalm 139, that you have hedged me in front and behind. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. And so praise God, God is also covering us from behind. And I think, what a wonderful God we serve. Please just tell the person next to you, what a wonderful God. What a wonderful God we serve. Number three, I will not give in to fear, but I will trust the Lord. How many of you prepared to make that statement? Say it aloud with me. Here we go. I will not give in to fear, but I will trust in the Lord. As you think of the year ahead, 2024, I want to encourage you that this will be your confession. I refuse to give in to fear. I refuse to give in to the lies of the devil, but I will trust in the Lord. Now, when you think of this year ahead, maybe you're a little fearful. Maybe you're a little bit afraid and you think the elections are coming. Maybe you're a little afraid as you think of the aspect of provision. How am I going to have enough provision and how am I going to provide for my family? Or maybe you're a little nervous and apprehensive when you think of safety, etc. Well, listen to God's words. 
Psalm 27 verse 1, I'll read it to you. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? It's almost like we've got to get a little bit of a fight in us. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Thank you, God. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And so here it is, folks. The reason why we can stand secure and be unafraid is because of the Lord. That is it. He is the one. Who else do we have in heaven besides him? Come on. Somebody needs to get a bit more excited. The reason why you can stand secure is because you have the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth in your life. And that is completely reason enough because we have the Lord. Do you have the Lord? We have the Lord. He is our light. He is our salvation. He is our strength. Now, if you don't have the Lord in your life, then you should rightfully be afraid. But if you do have the Lord God in your life, then you can rightfully and legitimately stand steadfast. And so you can look at the year ahead and you can say, because the Lord is my light and salvation, He is my God. Because of God, I can stand secure. I'm not standing in my own power. I'm standing in the power of the Lord. Now, most of you are familiar with version, the Bible app. Raise a hand if you are familiar with version. Okay. Just in terms of version, I would like to really recommend that for those people that aren't familiar with it, that you should really download that. It is a, an outstanding resource. It is a Bible app. And it has become the world's most popular Bible app by far. Now listen to this. I checked during the week that it has had over 638 million downloads version has had, and that is to unique devices. This thing is impacting our planet. It's a wonderful Bible app run by good men and women of God. 638 million downloads. And in that, there are 3,000 Bible versions in 2,000 languages, and it is, get a load of this, it is for free. <laughs> it's for free and there's no advertising. I just want to take a little detour here for a moment and say the following. It is for free because there are certain men and women of God who are passionate about getting God's word read by every person every day across the planet. And they have been funding this. There are people under the sound of my voice that God has called you to be major, major pipelines of flow into the kingdom of God in terms of provision. And one of the main guys that heads up the provision is a guy, he owns Hobby Lobby in America, massively successful company, pouring, pouring money. Why? Because of the vision of getting the word out there. Now, in terms of you version, this is the point I'm trying to get to. In December, this past December, version announced the 2023 verse of the year. This is the most highlighted, most read, and most shared verse of the year from the Bible. Would you like to hear what that verse is? Isaiah 41 verse 10. Fear not, for I am with you. 
fear not. Do you mean to say that the majority of people accessing scripture on the planet are accessing that verse of scripture? Wow, fear not for I am with you. Thank you God for the gift of that scripture. And it goes on to say, be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And so this, the popularity of this verse tells me two things. It tells me firstly, that everyone grapples with fear. It's not just a few people. Everyone grapples with fear. But it also tells me this, that believers are finding tremendous hope and comfort in this verse. Fear not, for I am with you. And so I want to encourage you, let this verse minister to you today. God is saying to you, fear not, my child, for I am with you. Do you receive it? This is what God is saying. This is what so many millions and millions of people around the planet are holding on to this reality that God is with me, and therefore I will not fear. And this verse basically reminds us of the reality of his presence, of his love, and of his strength. And we need to be reminded of that. Please say this after me. I will not fear, for you are with me. Now, number four, which is a brief one. Here we go. God is giving me strength to fulfill my purpose. Say this aloud with me. God is giving me strength to fulfill my purpose. I believe it's helpful to know this at the start of the year. By the way, here's a beautiful promise for you from Psalm 1832. It says, it is God who arms me with strength and makes my way secure. Don't you love that phrase? It is God who arms me. It's like, you know. It's God who arms me with strength and makes my way secure. So we can have full confidence that God's going to give us strength this year. And let me also just say this, that we all have a mission to fulfill in life. Every single person that is put on this planet has a purpose from God that God wants them to fulfill. But you know what? The purpose requires strength to keep going. The purpose requires strength to stay the course and keep moving ahead. But the reality is that our personal strength is not sufficient. We have to have the strength of God. If you think that as a fully-fledged, blood-washed, tongue-talking believer of God and baptized and all of that, if you think that you can fulfill your purpose without being vitally connected daily to the Lord our God, you are mistaken. You were never created to be independent, functioning all by yourself. You were created to be dependent on God, drawing from His strength, and you were created to be interdependent in the body of Christ. Amen? And so we have to realize, for the strength that I need to fulfill my calling this year, I have to be vitally connected to God, depending on Him to give me the strength that I need to fulfill my purpose. And the same goes for you. And I wanna say to you today, you might be here and you might be feeling that the road has been long. 
You might be feeling I've been going at it faithfully, fulfilling my purpose for years. You feel like the road is long and you don't have the strength to keep going. Be encouraged because the good news is that God will continually empower you. Because listen to this, where there is purpose, listen, there will always be God-given strength. You can't have the purpose of God given to you from God. And God says, sorry, we're a little bit short this month. Load shedding on strength from heaven. Sorry, it's just not gonna happen. No. Where there is purpose, there is strength. You have purpose to fulfill in your life in this year ahead in 2024. And I wanna tell you that God is actively empowering you to fulfill that purpose. God is empowering you. Please tell it to the person next to you. God is empowering you. Tell them that. He is empowering you. There's one more scripture that I want to reference. I am drawing to a close. It's a scripture we know very well. Philippians 4 verse 13. Do you know what it says? It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The way it is put in the Amplified is particularly beautiful because it ties in the strength to purpose. Listen to this. Verse 13 of Philippians 4 in the Amplified. I can do all things which he has called me to, here it comes, through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill my purpose. That is beautiful. Wow. So we can confidently say that God has given me strength to fulfill my purpose. And with the purpose that you have to fulfill, child of God, this year, the strength has not run out. Hallelujah. He's going to continue to give you strength to fulfill His purpose that He's given you, which now becomes your purpose. And I want to say to you, don't become weary in well-doing. Please don't. Carry on. Carry on fighting the good fight of faith. Keep on fulfilling your purpose because God is strengthening you to fulfill the task. As we recap, I want to recap these four points, which are just the statements. We've been talking about faith for the year. And I want to recap these four points and just declare the following by faith. Number one, say this with me, I am not alone in this. Number two, God is going before me to prepare the way. Number three, I will not give in to fear, but I will trust the Lord. Number four, God is giving me strength to fulfill my purpose. Now, come on, if you believe in that, give God a mighty hand of praise. Oh, come on, come on, come on. He says, I am strengthening you. I am empowering you. You gotta fulfill the purpose. You're going to fulfill the purpose. Let's stand as we pray. Let's stand as we pray. Father, your word is life. And all we've done today is just looked at your word, which brings life. And I believe that it has brought life through the spirit of God. But Lord, the thing that stands out for me from all of this message is that we are not alone in this. 
Holy Spirit, minister that to us as your people. Child of God, you are not alone in this. So Father, we cast off the lies where the enemy's been trying to tell us you're alone. You've got no support. No, we say we don't have time for lies. We are not alone in this. The Lord our God is with us. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is with us. God, you are with me. 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 God, you are with us. So Lord, we just say we love you. Thank you for what you've spoken to us today. We go out in victory from this place. I say the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you. Lift up the light of his smile and his radiance, his countenance upon you. And give you peace. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen. God bless you, everybody. You're free to be on your way.